Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Open World. Today, here we have with us Ivan Lopez. Ivan has been working as a professional translator since 2009 in several fields such as uh, literature, video games, and audiovisual translation. He graduated in Japanese language and literature from the University of Sao Paulo, where he's based. And he is also he has also studied um, the Japanese language in Japan, where his appreciation for the ancient culture grew even more, of course. In his free time, he enjoys riding his motorcycle across Brazil. That sounds really exciting. Hi, hi Ivan. How are you? Hello. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It's an honor to be here with you. Oh, please, we're super excited to have you here. So um, we want to start uh, with your background because you, we know that you studied translation and interpreting. Yeah. But people from outside the industry might not see a big difference between translation and interpreting. But we know that there are actually very different skill sets for mm -hmm. each um, task, right? So do you think that having experience in both translation and interpreting helps you in game localization in any way? Because you know that you're often translating written text with the end goal of it being spoken aloud, right? So from your experience, did any of those fields ever connect or make you improve your work somehow? Well, absolutely. Completely connected to each other. Um... They are at the same time very different, but also very similar, right? And when you are translating something, you have time to go on a dictionary to search for a certain word in internet and to read and read again and read a third time and read a fourth time the same <laughs> sentence. A more paced <laughs> kind of work. <laughs> Yeah, like you read until you have it by heart, you know, so. Uh, but you can improve. Whatever you are saying, you can improve. And this improvement will, in my opinion, in my experience, be, will be mostly guided by readability. You know, if it's easy to understand, if it's not that easy to understand, um, if it's natural, you know, if people... In my case, if people from Brazil will read that sentence and relate to that, you know, they will feel like someone is actually talking to them because that's pretty much what video games are, right? Uh, you have either a machine talking to you, teaching you how to play the game, or characters behaving like in a movie. So right. it's, it, it must sound natural in any uh, circumstances. While interpreting, it's uh, the same as translation, but you don't have the time to do anything. You know, you're gonna <laughs> hear, and you're gonna speak. And it's like, it. go, 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 go every single time, right? <laughs> Your first exactly. try has to be the best one <laughs> the very first time, and you don't have a second one. <laughs> well, sometimes, because there are mainly two types of interpreting, right? You can be a consecutive interpreter or a simultaneous interpreter. When you are simultaneous, one like the people on the Oscar, you know, they are talking and you are talking at the same time. This is harder, way harder. But when you are working consecutive, you still can talk to the person who's talking, who's speaking, and ask something or, or add something. I remember this time 
uh, I forgot I, I was it was a course right it was a, a technical school and I was interpreting this course and I completely forgot how to say sandpaper and he spoke that what in did Japanese. You do? <laughs> I, I, that, that's the thing, you know. I, he spoke that in Japanese. I understood what he was saying, what he wanted, but I, it, it came, it, it came to my mind, and I was like, "Oh, come on! I know what this is." But and then, you know, you become human. You make mimic. Yeah. You talk to people like, "Hey, that thing you used to do is more fun." Talk around like it. This, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and one there's this anecdote my interpreting teacher told us once. Uh, he was a great, great interpreter, and he said, "Well, there was this. There was this time I was in a conference, and the person who was speaking made a joke, like Americans usually do, right? At the beginning of the speaking, they make a joke, and it, it was a very American joke. And he told us, well, you have two choices." Either you always have one joke ready to tell them, uh, more than one because the joke can be longer or, or shorter. So, you know, you have a, a, a set of jokes. Or you do what he did, Hans, which was at the end of the joke, he just told the, the, the audience, well, he just made a joke. It's very hard to translate. Please laugh. He will feel well. <laughs> Love that option. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I think that's my heart, and that's what I do. <laughs> that's all the, the, the thing. So but I, when translating, I, I think that's oh. that's a great way to to build rapport with audience and for them to be empathetic of the work of an interpreter because it's really hard, especially when it comes to jokes, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And well, it turned out very nicely in in this course. Because there was a lot of specific, very specific materials, right, uh, for that. And after that first one, sandpaper, I, I got, you know, I feel free, I felt free to start doing that whenever I didn't know what something was. Uh, and it, after that, I was called by the same company, by the same people, to work for them several times. So they enjoyed, and <laughs> it worked, it worked somehow. Out. It worked out. Yeah. And as an American, I will say, if any of you are interpreting for me, I give you blanket permission to just go ahead and use that option B. As long as I come across as funny, I don't really care about how it happens. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I have another one for you here. We were a big fan of, of some of the texts that we were reading on the Braslock website, uh, so much so that we thought it was important to quote this one word for word. Uh, people shouldn't be deprived of culture because of their status, social position, or educational level. And as humans, we fight where we can to help people the best we can. Could you tell us a little bit more about fighting the good fight? Um, I would not call that the good fight. I would actually call that the human fight, you know. And that's because uh, when we came up, when we were writing this, uh, we are thinking about ourselves. Uh, in Brazil, less than 5% of the population, of the total population, can speak English. And less than 1% can actually speak English, because there's a difference there. Mm -hmm. uh, you can understand, right. you can say Absolutely. something, sure. and you can actually read a book, you know, read something that is heavy, that is very deep, 
uh, that there's a, a difference in there. So, and so uh, it's a very low amount of population that can actually direct access for their cultures. And we are speaking of English, right? It's not even Japanese or uh, Spanish. Surprisingly enough, there's less, even less people talking Spanish in Brazil, mm -hmm. although we are very close and the languages are very similar. And well, not being able to speak or understand another culture makes you separated from that culture. Mm -hmm. um, even though you have access to a lot of, you know, series, a lot of movies, even games, but if you can't actually understand what's happening, if you can't actually get a grasp of what they are saying and what's behind that, you know, because language is there's a, a lot of several layers for for language, right? So uh, when we are speaking, we are expressing our culture there as well. And it's very sad that people can't reach that. And us at Breslock, we all came from, all of us came from a very humble social layer back there from the beginning. And we uh, either struggle through or got contact with a lot of struggles to learn to be better, to learn new skills, to learn about the world, to, to understand that the world is bigger than it seemed. And, well, personally speaking, well, uh, I, became a, I first became a translator because of one book I read. Uh, it was a Japanese book translated to Portuguese. And it was so beautifully translated. And in the preface of it, there was a, a very nice description of the translation work done in that book. Nice. And that was the moment I looked at that and I said, okay, this is what I want to do in my life. And, you know, but I am where I am right now because of that moment. And that moment would not happen if that book wasn't translated. You see? Yeah. We never know actually Beautiful. what will coach people. Sometimes we, we say, you know, even if, even with friends, we can say something that's very usual, very normal for us, but for that person it's life changing. I bet everyone here has comment like that when someone came to you and said, Hey, what you told me this day was life changing and it's amazing. So uh, what we are trying to achieve at Bradlock Deep is uh, to bring this experience the best way we can to people in Brazil. So we are, of course, we are a very small studio and we are starting right now, but uh, this is our main goal, you know, to, to bring a great story to people so people can enjoy them, learn with them, and maybe, who knows, be saved by them. Nice, nice. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, uh, Ivan here uh, and his studio has worked on the localization of Disco Elysium uh, that we have the, the director's cut now on Steam, I saw earlier this week. Uh, but 
I, I love what you just said about uh, saving someone or getting to them, right? But what can you tell us uh, about your experience translating this game that has won so many awards? And also, how did it feel from your side, right? From your perspective of, lo of localizing it uh, when the game started to gain all the recognition that it has today? Well, this religion is a very unique game. I think any, everyone will agree with that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's so deep in so many senses. Uh, well, when I started working with it, I already, I had already played the game as a as a gamer. You know, I it, I love RPGs, and this collision promised to be like the the experience, the tabletop experience. So yes, I was very very curious because something that was very frustrating for me from the beginning, from the first time I played uh, Chrono Trigger, you know, back then uh, in the Super NES, nice. I was like. Well, uh, okay, this is nice, but this isn't RPG because I was used to D&D and to Vampire, you know, to, to go together with my friends and, and throw the dice and, you know, be free to do anything. Then I remember it was fun. by chance I saw an ad. Uh, it was a, a, a rather long video talking about this collision uh during its uh, when it when it was first launched because it was translated after you know right it, it was launched in 2019 and it was translated in 2020 right so i got that game and that was like <laughs> my mind was blown you know because hmm. that was a tabletop experience a genuine tabletop experience right there so i was very happy with the game i played it and then at the middle of 2020, I was called to, to translate it, to help translate it. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, it, it was one of my favorite games. It became very quickly uh, one of those, oh, I, this is a, a dream gig. You know, it became very, very, very quick a, a dream gig. But I didn't think <laughs> it would happen, actually, because it's too big. You know, this collision is like the Lord of the Rings, all three books of Lord of the Rings, plus the Hobbit <laughs> times two. So it's... <laughs> wow. That's wow. a lot that's of content, a, a lot of backstory. That's a lot of words. A lot of worlds also. <laughs> because words, yeah. worlds. Worlds. <laughs> worlds, yeah. Words and worlds. Words and worlds. <laughs> I like saying like this because when you say, well, it's more than one million words, you say, wow, that's a lot. But still, no, it's it's a number. But when you say it's Lord of the Rings plus the Hobbit times two, you get the idea. You know, you get all. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you get the, the whole spectrum of it. <laughs> exactly. And well, it, it was a huge task. Uh, talking about the, the operative side of the thing, it was a huge task because uh, I don't know if you played uh, the game, but when you're playing, since it's a tabletop RPG, right? Whatever NPC you meet, you have like four to six different options of answering them, mm -hmm. and it can go anywhere. Like he <laughs> right. says to a to a lady on a wheelchair, if he can ride with her, 
to fight crime, you know, like robbing. So, so yeah, it, it, it's like this. You have a lot of a lot of different options, and whatever you choose will affect not only your relations with the with the with the NPC, but also the relation between the NPC and other NPCs. Right. So when you are working with something like that, consistency is a huge concern. It's very hard. The to importance of those processes to be exactly. consistent all throughout the game, such a big game. Yes. And, and how do you handle that? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I probably don't want to break any NDAs. But <laughs> there probably uh, there's a style guy. Is there a huge turn base that you can access? <laughs> to uh, well, because yeah how, how do you keep consistency in such a huge uh, project well the studio zone was very helpful they gave us a ton of reference materials and that from the nice. beginning was very helpful because the, the the word in this collision is a word very similar to words but still slightly different different enough to make you think that Wait a second. There's something strange going on here, you know. But still very similar, <laughs> so you don't. Yeah, but but still very similar, so you don't think you are in another world. So it feels like you are here. Uh, it's not Earth. It's you know there there are no continents. It's another world, but it it's very similar, and it's very political. It, it, it discusses feminists. It discusses politics in, in a huge specter. It discuss uh, alcoholism. It discuss you know drugs addiction. It discuss a lot of very deep, very serious depression. It discuss a lot of very deep, very serious uh, things. And having reference material for that was crucial for the work. And then as a team, uh, Breslock was born uh, during this collision process because. Uh, we created a bond because you see, even if you go uh, create, there was no term base because the game wasn't translated, right? So uh, we created the whole glossary. We created uh, pretty much everything. We we get to create new words because they did that in the original one, and we get we we had to to come to understand the game like three four layers below the surface. Right. So we can come with the translation, and in some parts of the game, we, um, we, we are given a lot of a lot of freedom to to create as well, as long as nice. it's not changing the game, right? Nice. So yeah. when coming up with terms and names, character names, uh, we we got we got a lot of freedom, but. We wanted to transmit, as as I said, you know, uh, since our purpose, our goal is to deliver the, the cultural material, the, the culture to people here in Brazil. We must be very loyal to the source. We are not like we, we are completely against, you know, putting a lot of slangs in the game when not necessary, or cursing words when not necessary. Of course, there's a lot of them. Of both of them, but we were not like forcing that. Sometimes we see 
in some games, people force this to make people laugh or to gain, you know, younger audiences. Uh, by well, let's put on a meme right here. Let's insert <laughs> this something, you know, because it's so cool, it's so nice, and we have some arguments arguments uh, in our team. Hey, what do we think about we put this one right here? And then the answer was always, okay, let's check the game. No, the game doesn't bring this funny stuff right here. We won't use it. Oh, but it's funny. No, we won't use it. <laughs> and then, so so. So it, it was very disgusting. And everything that we took a leap forward, you know, to translate, okay, let's make this, uh, let's adapt this so people will understand it better, so people will uh, get the meaning, the real meaning of that. We were always in close contact with the studio and asking them, hey, can we do this? Is it okay if we do this? It's what the game wanted to say. And we would only proceed if they said yes, go ahead. If not, then we would go back to the project table, you know, and think again, burn some, some, some <laughs> cells and go with that. So uh, there was a lot of talk. Uh, answering, answering your question about how we did it, it was a lot of talking uh, between ourselves and with the studio so we could get things done. And afterwards, it was only, you know, the, the usual process of having a glossary and obeying their glossary. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for, for me personally, it was, uh, uh, well, it was a dream come true. Uh, my name is in there. So to have mm -hmm. my name in a game yeah. that was so, you know, that, that, so, that became so famous uh, is an honor. Uh, I feel really proud, you know, I, I feel very, good in this place of my career right now. And everyone in our team, everyone in Bratlochty shares the same feeling of proud because, uh, you know, there was a lot of compliments in Twitter uh, about translation of this illusion. And when, when, when it was launched, we were like, everyone had a diarrhea, you know, everyone was, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Did you sleep? No. I, how how do you how do you manage the nerves? <laughs> you see, I, I I did translate some big franchise before, but under NDA. So no one know what I did. I can't <laughs> tell anyone I did. So it's it's again. I still go and check the, the you know what people are saying about about translation. Sure. But I'm not expecting anyone to come to my door with stones on their hands and start <laughs> it's your fault that the game is so crappy translated <laughs> you know my, my dear franchise is, is so it's ruined because of you and then and, and but in this condition everyone knew who we were and there's already this huge fan base and they are very passionate about it and mm -hmm. now that it went to ps5 and ps4 were actually fighting on Twitter, you know, because some people didn't like the game because oh, too many words. I don't want to read. I want if oh, I want my. to read, I go to read a book. And and people and the people that like the game are like, oh, you are stupid. You don't you don't like to read. You don't know how to read. You should go back. You know, <laughs> so they actually fighting over it. Big debate. And uh, big debate. It was a huge thing. And then we spent the next week after the launching. 
both for the base game and for the final cut now. We spent the whole week watching Twitter. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not overthinking it at all. Chilling, not, right? Not <laughs> but I mean, oh, chilling. We are <laughs> the stakes are really are high. Actually... Your name is in there. Your, your friends know that you did that, right? Like, it's I not about like, the game yeah. personally. You just because if you sign an NDA, all you can tell is your mom, like, hey, I did this amazing thing that you don't care about. But yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, um, we are we were actually uh, especially on the first game on the on the first game of the base game, because it was a a, a, a year-long project. A lot happened during one year, right? So there was a lot of problems, and we were waiting for people to notice those problems in the translation and you know come back to us because of that. But no, not, no one came, and we also in our Twitter we put a, a form for people to fill out whenever they, they saw a bug or a problem in the translation, so we would know about it and and correct it. And that's smart. Was, that, mm -hmm. that well, people were. Well, are still being very, very helpful. I keep receiving, you know, feedback from people. Uh, there's this person who keeps. Uh, he told me, "Okay, I'm not playing this game as a gamer. I'm playing like a reviewer because he works Ooh, with text." That's the best thing that can <laughs> ever happen, right? Like the exactly. <laughs> And pretty much every day he comes. Hey, this part right here. This, there's this thing you you may want to, to look upon. And of course, sometimes he's right. Most of the times he's right. Sometimes it was you know, intentional because the word of this collision is a, a little bit weird. There are, people, there, there are things that people look at, oh, this is wrong. But no, it's right. It's actually, <laughs> if you do one certain, if you do certain <laughs> No, option, no, no, it's right. <laughs> I checked. <laughs> Trust me, it's right. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> That, that, that's this one line. We received a lot of feedback on this one line because uh, the, the character says something completely uh, strange. As you told me, I can curse. I'm going to curse here. Because, but quoting the character, he says something like, Can I have a fuck with you? Okay. Okay. It's very interesting. Right? It, 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 that's an interesting proposal. Now. Interesting question. <laughs> he comes to a. Can to, I? He, he actually comes to a lady and tells him. And you know, you can have and she say something and then you have the answer, right? And depending on your answer, you can go straight and forget that ever happened that ever happened and just go on with your life. But there's one option when she will actually laugh at you because she asks you to say that again. Yeah. She asks you to say that again, and then you can just say no and go ahead or change this or change the subject or goes something like say what and then she tell him well say again what you just said and then he says the same phrase but in the correct way and then he goes like oh. no you didn't say that you say this one right this thing right here oh. <laughs> that's not how people talk you know that's but the thing is if you watch only the the, the strange line over there you think it, it was a mistake you know? Yeah, so oh, context is, is everything. Exactly. exactly. 
And in the game, you only know that was really meant to be that way if you choose this one option. Have faith in your <laughs> translators. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know what I they're doing. Sometimes but that fan base, but sometimes, <laughs> yeah, but also like having passionate fans that know yeah. the story as much as you do and can help you improve it. That's amazing. That's priceless. It is. Um, and it's also been great to, to, to be in close contact with people that are actually consuming for translation. Right? Mm -hmm. So we can know what they want, what they think. They feel like, you know, one of the best things I ever heard was, thanks to you guys, I could play this game. Oh, It's really hard for Yeah, that's why you do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, now that we're getting more and more into gaming things, and I know that you gave us a couple of hints here and there of what your favorite genre is, um, but I wanted to know what you're playing. Are you playing any games or are you just focus on work? Because <laughs> I know that can happen also. <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> you know, that now it's funny because I can be with a controller in my hands and tell my brother, hey, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, right. But yeah, I'm playing something. Uh, I don't don't judge me here because I never learned how to never say <laughs> this game name correctly. Uh, but I played near Automata. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Near Automata. Yeah. Near Automata. Near Automata. <laughs> I, I think it's near, uh, like N I E R, right? Automata. Yeah. Yeah. N I E R Automata. Square Enix I'm playing near Automata. Yeah, great game, but very difficult, very hard. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, well, uh, it, it's an RPG. Uh, but the thing about Nier, uh, what, which got me really surprised, was that the, the very first uh, section, let's say like that, the introduction of the game, the prologue of the game, you have to play it whole. You don't have any save point. The game doesn't oh, yeah. save automatically. You can you have to play like one hour without dying. A very difficult game. <laughs> Fighting one boss and then you can save. You know, you must fight one boss and then you can save. And it's not an easy boss as well. So it, this this came as a surprise. I don't know why Square Enix did that. <laughs> you know, in any twenty anyway. So but. Uh, yeah, I'm having fun with that. Great graphics, uh, extremely nice story. And in a more relaxed vibe, I'm playing also Hollow Knight, which is. Is it really relaxed uh, to play Hollow Knight? It's like it is for me. Yes. It's, it's, very, it's a very hard game to him. Listening to my <laughs> husband play it, I'm going to say it's not super relaxing. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. <laughs> It's it a Metroidvania. Yeah, well, um, comparing with Nier, I, I, I think that it's a little, <laughs> it's considerably more relaxed than Nier. Relatively. I was playing Cuphead. Again, not Cuphead. very relaxing. <laughs> Again, not very relaxing. <laughs> 
not not at all. Not Cuphead is not not relaxing at all. But if you compare Hollow Knight with Cuphead and Near, then yes, you have like it's pretty much you know uh, one of those Animal Crossing or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, compared to that, <laughs> yeah. Uh... So so I'm playing the I'm playing those, I... and I'm also watching the the gameplay. I don't have a. PlayStation right now, so I'm watching the gameplay of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I'm kind of mixed feelings about the remake at the moment because I'm a big, huge fan, hardcore fan of the original one, but we gotta understand that the time has passed, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um... We want to go now to our meme section uh, because we always like to, to end our show with a meme round. And we ask you, of course, to share with us your favorite memes. I'm going to share my screen now. <laughs> this gives me anxiety. <laughs> that can look like any MMORPG <laughs> ever, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I, I actually translated. Uh, I, I started my career translating MMORPG. And I made, you know, and when, when I went on to look the translation, the implemented translation, this is what I saw. This was pretty much what I saw. <laughs> I was the one translating it and I couldn't find myself in there. And then I would, you know, I would think, well, I'm getting old. Indeed. <laughs> oh yeah, same happened here. <laughs> like, yep. where do I start? <laughs> what do I have to pay attention to? A lot of things happening, and you know, sometimes if you have like three or four things on the screen, screen it's already difficult. And then you look at those games and a lot of menus, and there's this small chat. If it was not enough, all the all you know, all the menus, all the messages, and all the buttons, there's this small chat window over there. Another chat. Oh boy! Man, come on. <laughs> oh my, that's <laughs> a lot for my <laughs> short spam attention. <laughs> yeah. Short attention. Yeah. Spam. <laughs> oh, oh this one. <laughs> Painfully accurate. <laughs> This yes. quite often, so this is pretty, pretty <laughs> accurate. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, I couldn't resist time. this one. <laughs> I couldn't resist this one because it's pretty much the same. Any game you, you take, any game you take. Well, I play RPGs, there's always a desert. Always a desert. There's always a desert. And there's always this kind of song playing on the desert. You know, sapia filter <laughs> to let you know that you're in Latin America in any TV show or movie. <laughs> exactly, sapia <laughs> filter. Exactly. It's painfully accurate. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I believe we all have this. And type of moment. Yeah, that one, that one this, hurt a this little. This was me. This was my face playing The Witcher 3. This was me oh. playing The Witcher Don't 3. Don't spoil it for me because I'm currently playing it right now. I'm currently playing oh, it right now. I, I, I would never, but play as much side quests as you can. They are you know, so fulfilling. Me, Witcher, 
They are so exactly. fulfilling they, the side quest. For, for me, they're better than the than the main quest, you know, for me. But you know what? This is a polemic opinion. I think that the side quests from The Witcher 2 are actually better than The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3's mm. side quests are more complex, let's say. You, you have to go to several places and talk to a lot yeah. of people. They're more long and more complex, but nothing beats the troll side quest in the beginning of The Witcher 2. Nothing beats that. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting topic. We would love to hear what everyone thinks about that also. Yeah. So this oh, one. There comes... <laughs> okay, there, I love there comes <laughs> I play Dark Souls on Bloodborne and this is real. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Come on. Man, you hear laughing. Come on. It's the it's the end of the world. You know, it's like <laughs> you're gonna die, probably. <laughs> The angels are coming, announcing the apocalypse, <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. That, that's it. All the drama. <laughs> Immediate spookiness. Come on. If, if music starts playing and music has lyrics, it's already frightening enough. If it's in oh, line, yeah. it's, it's going down. No, you, you, you must it's go. going down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Armageddon. <laughs> save button, save button, save button. <laughs> You see the save icon showing up there and <laughs> playing laughing. it's over. Oh, oh, this one, I saw a very nice tweet about this one recently. Uh, they were saying that it's very important to have a busy adult mode for every I game. I saw that one. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, know, I didn't. <laughs> so great advice. Like, because, if you know, ever... because you come back to the game, Months after, weeks after, you don't remember anything anymore, and you need a mold that will tell you where to go, what you did, you know, because you forget about the whole history. Mm -hmm. And if the game doesn't have some kind of journal, you're lost, mm -hmm. and where you must do, and anything <laughs> else. So, yeah. Game devs, listen I'm up. Busy adult mode suggestion. Busy adult mode. Log, please. <laughs> you were in this quest. You need to go here. <laughs> Remember. Help us out. Like, yes. This is what happened. You know, a very, a very short summary of what happened. <laughs> exactly. Like when you uh, go back to to a new episode of a, of a show that you were binge watching, and then yeah. you suddenly stop for some reason. Right. When you go back, you know where you were, and you have like a preview or something. So yeah. We need that in games. It, it, it's like we in games. Exactly, like like you know, Game of Thrones. If there wasn't the series, if you were waiting for the next book, come on, there's already ten years. I know. Time, so. I already can't <laughs> tell what happened in the books and what happened in the show. I'm gonna need somebody to go through my brain and like separate what happened and what didn't happen in the books. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking, well, when it's close to be launched, I I may I may read everything again and then i was like man i don't have time to read things i need. i have to read i know it's a lot well, of reading you can always blame the mandela effect right you just your imagination inventing <laughs> memories of game of thrones <laughs> and blocking out memories of game of thrones yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. especially from the a little bit of series. both there <laughs> 
ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไ